Welcome to Sparking Wholeness, where we talk all things related to nutrition for mind, body, and soul. I'm your host, Erin Carey. I'm a survivor of bipolar disorder and a self-proclaimed nutrition nerd who loves asking why. As a certified integrative nutrition health coach, my goal is to help people find balance, and I want to help you find ways to spark wholeness in your life. For more information, check out sparkingwholeness.com or on the Instagram handle, Sparking Wholeness. And now, get ready for today's awesome show. Hey, everybody. Today, I am just really excited about this show because I'm sitting here with my friend, Katherine Elkins, and we just want to have a conversation about New Year's resolutions, about the new year, about our past resolutions. And we've been talking about this a lot. We both have pretty strong feelings on our past resolutions. And I think that this is just going to be a great conversation regarding what the new year could look like for you. Um, So it's titled New Year, Same Me, and That's Okay, because I think leading into 2020, it's not just a new year, it's also a new decade. And sometimes we look back at the year previously and we're like, oh, dang, in January I had all these resolutions and what did I do with them? Life just happened. And I want us to sit down, give ourselves grace, take a deep breath and discuss some of these things. So Catherine Elkins, my very good friend, thank you for being on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to talk to Catherine because first off, Catherine has to tell everybody about what her New Year's resolution was in 2018 because this is crazy and I wouldn't believe it if I didn't know her personally and if I didn't see her walk through it. So Catherine, tell everybody what you did in 2018. So for 2018, my husband and I sat down and we were looking at New Year's Year's resolutions and um, he kind of came up with this idea. What is something that has a hold on your life that you need to give up? And, you know, I thought about it and the first thing that came to my mind was social media, but I wanted to take it a little bit a step further because I really wanted to focus on my health and on getting healthier and on losing weight. So I decided to give up sugar for the year. Bum, bum, bum. Yes. And my husband gave up alcohol for the year. And And we live in an area that is, I will say, we need to bring this up. We live in the Dallas area and alcohol is just kind of part of the culture. Mm -hmm. Um, And so to give up alcohol is is a really big deal just socially um, where we live. So anyway, but go keep going with your sugar because that in itself is crazy. And this this for me included all like sugar, all sugar, Um, not fruit but just anything that you put in food that makes it sugary, desserts especially, which were my weakness, the thing that I went to when I wanted comfort or when I felt like I just needed to feed a hurt or a pain. Mm -hmm. Sugar was kind of my go-to. So my goal was to, my goal essentially was instead to turn to prayer. So So instead of feeding the sugar addiction, I would then feed myself spiritually and and pray, spend time meditating, try to let go. And so that was kind of the overarching goal for the year. Which is a lofty goal. And so when you say you gave up sugar, what were things that you, you said fruit, obviously, was there anything else that you allowed yourself to have that was sweet, like naturally Um, sweet? So like you can buy kombucha that is sweetened with kiwi fruit instead of sugar. Um, You can, uh, I had a recipe for um, almond flour cookies that were sweetened with, uh, banana 
puree oh, okay. um, and a tiny bit of maple syrup. Okay. So they weren't super sweet. Um, there was chocolate chips in some of the recipes that I used, and I just wouldn't count. I would just use a lot less yeah. and just not count that um, because it's just so such a minimal amount, and I would use super dark chocolate. So, but they weren't – I tried my best to not go there unless it was just – an event that I couldn't get around. So. Right, right, gotcha. Okay, so you allowed yourself some things that were sweet. Like a layer but, bar occasionally. Yeah, okay, yeah. No, that makes sense. All right, so um, tell, tell us about how that experience <laughs> went for you. Um, it was really hard. Yeah. Uh, starting around Valentine's Day is really when oh, I gosh, started to yeah. feel. I think that's usually when people start <laughs> falling off the wagon for exactly. their resolutions anyway because it's, yeah, chocolate season. <laughs> it, I mean, it's from every direction as a teacher. I just oh, got yeah. an assortment of gifts of chocolate. And, um, you know, we found a teacher friend of mine found chocolate that was sweetened with coconut sugar and thought that that would be a great substitute. And, you know, there's just all sorts of stuff out there. And I, I did not, I mean, when I talk about no sugar, I mean even artificial sweeteners. So nothing mm-hmm. artificial. I just really wanted to get rid of all forms um, of it. So um, it, it became even harder towards the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, we had our anniversary and we had, oh, yeah. I went on a cruise and there's uh-huh. just so many things that, um, sugar is just revolves around. And I found myself starting to drink more alcohol. So instead of mm-hmm. having dessert, I would have a glass of wine, which has sugar, natural right, sugars right. in it. It's a loophole. Um, <laughs> yeah, totally a loophole. I found, I found some loopholes for sure. And it's funny is that, you know, the thing that my husband gave up is the thing that I kind of started using as my crutch. And the uh-huh. thing that <laughs> he gave up alcohol, and he was the one eating ice cream out of the carton in the middle of the night. And he <laughs> was the so one crazy. who was, hey, make me some, make me some brownies. I really want brownies. And yeah. um, so we kind of traded each other's thing, mm-hmm. uh, which, which we laughed about towards the end of the year that he noticed I was having a glass of wine and he was eating brownies. So... <laughs> Yeah. Wow. I think that's so crazy. And I just witnessing you going through that. I remember thinking that you were like, number one, crazy, because I think (laughs) it's crazy. Um, But number two, you're so disciplined and determined. And I've seen that in you and so many other areas of your life. But it was really also just kind of amazing to watch you be so um, stubborn and like not caving in I like I don't think that I could have most of us could have that kind of a resolve so but tell me like the after so what do you think about that resolution now how did that affect you long term what's your relationship with sugar like now did it totally take your cravings away forever okay well I'll start off with the first question because it did cause a lot of stress ah okay Um, and so I did notice that my stress levels were higher because interesting I wanted it I really wanted yeah. it, and I couldn't have it. Mm-hmm. And so I might have eaten a second portion of food because I, you know, I felt that hunger for the sugar uh-huh. thing and couldn't have it. And um, I noticed that I was snacking more because mm-hmm. I wanted a sweet and I couldn't have it. Um, and so my kind of the goal for it was to lose weight. Now, oh, I didn't right. yeah. gain any weight. I didn't lose any weight. Mm-hmm. Um, I did notice towards the end of the year that I just had a lot more um, bloating and things like that from just overeating, but um, and, and that I wanted to address in 2019. But my word of the year in 2018 was discipline, and I really want I my I had a goal to read the Bible from one end to the other, mm-hmm. um, to cut out sugar and to um, really focus on 
getting a lot of vegetables in my body. And yeah. so just to become a more disciplined person because it's always been something I struggled with. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like I And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, that's yeah. great. And yeah. so 2019 came around and I felt exhausted yeah. by it all. Mm-hmm. And so my goal for 2019 was simply to enjoy life. I love it. <laughs> I <laughs> felt exhausted and tapped out. Um, the minute the clock struck um, midnight, mm-hmm. I went and ate as many Christmas cookies as I could <laughs> and made myself sick. Um, but I noticed that I couldn't eat very much. My, huh. my taste for sugary things became very, was very different. I couldn't oh. tolerate hmm. sugar as much. And that's still the case now. Here we are almost a year later. Mm-hmm. Sugary things don't taste good to me. I, it, it kind of, my taste buds changed. Um, hmm. So that is like a positive is that mm-hmm. I, it's no longer, now that I can have it, I do have some every now and then, but mm-hmm. it just doesn't taste as good. I don't want it. I, it's easier for me to kind of turn it down um, yeah. unless it's something really special like right. pumpkin pie or, mm-hmm. um, you know, the chocolate lava cake at Zanata's, you know, something uh-huh. like that. So, um, and I enjoy the bites more mm-hmm. um, because I feel like, I kind of went through something really hard mm-hmm. and now on the other end I can enjoy it a little bit more but yeah my my cravings for it are you know they come and go come and go yeah but, so was it worth it do you think it was worth it um I don't think so I huh. I mean if I could just I think just sell, saving it for special occasions would just make all the difference if I just yeah um, and I think in general I, I kind of made this rule for myself personally that if I want something sweet I need to make it yeah um, store-bought stuff um, you know ice cream and things like that I'd rather make it myself know yeah. the ingredients that are going into it mm-hmm. um, and so that's kind of just been like a th- rule of thumb for me at home and, and just out and about I always bring my own dessert that I've made and just yeah. be, be aware of the ingredients that are in it and um, so if I want something sweet I make it. Yeah, no, I, I feel the same way. I don't tolerate sweets as much as I used to, um, just because I've limited, you know, the amount of process I try to eat, mm-hmm. you know, quote, real whole food as much as possible. Um, and so I do also prefer making things because then you can make adjustments and exactly. and some of those other things, especially things with artificial sweeteners. Oh my gosh, they are way too sweet. Yeah. And I get migraines. I get migraines from artificial sweeteners, so I can't do them at all. Um, but yeah, I, I just think that that's so the stress factor. So I think that that's interesting in your emotional response to mm-hmm. sugar. I think that that's something to bring up. I think that so many of us, we go into the new year and it doesn't even have to be the new year. Like we just, you know, we see somebody's doing a fitness challenge or a, or a food group or a diet or whatever. And it's like, oh yeah, I'm going to do that too. And we go in guns blazing, mm-hmm. but it becomes so stressful yeah. that then that puts our bodies in fight or flight and Mm -hmm. you know this I know this when your body is stressed you can't digest and you can't even digest the good things that you're putting into your body and you know there's such an increasing number of people now that have food sensitivity issues Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of that is because we are so stressed about our food that even mm-hmm. when we're putting the good stuff in, our bodies are like, not, not going to digest that. Mm-hmm. And I, like, if we could just breathe a little bit more. I love that oh, you mentioned sure. your, your word of the year being disciplined and then it was enjoy life. My word of the year, um, because I don't do, I stopped doing resolutions a long time ago. I just don't. I don't follow I don't follow through with them and that's maybe I don't know maybe that's something that's, <laughs> that's my own um, character flaw or 
what but I just don't follow through with it also I'm kind of a rebel and if I do something because I'm supposed to do it I don't want to do it Mm -hmm. I like to do things my way on my my own terms so Mm -hmm. I learned a long time ago that resolutions don't work for me and um, I think the last resolution that I made was maybe about 20 years ago 21 years ago in high school when I resolved to lose 30 pounds and um, I did I I almost got there but then I started gaining it all back again the stress factor it just caused Mm -hmm. I think I I talk about this on a um, couple episodes previous to this one where it just caused too much stress for my body and I think something that you touched on I'll I'll, I think I'm rabbit trailing here and I'm going to come back to the word of the year thing but something you touched on too is that you didn't gain weight and you didn't lose weight. And it's so important to remember that so many of us, we have a set point weight. Mm -hmm. And the more we diet, the more we restrict, Mm -hmm. we can change our set point weight and we can lose a massive amount of weight in a short time period only to gain it back later. And then it messes with our metabolic adjustment Mm -hmm. and we can no longer consume the calories we consumed previously without gaining more weight. So I don't know if that makes any sense, but Uh it's um, it's just a vicious, a vicious cycle that when we restrict too much. And so it sounds like you're probably at your set point weight because I think it's a good a good sign of being at your set point weight if you're you know, changing up things, maybe making some healthy changes here and there, and your weight doesn't really fluctuate. You just kind of stay the same. And that's okay. It's okay Mm -hmm. to, um, you know, screw the BMI. I think the BMI (laughs) is outdated. I don't think that um, it's a good indicator of health. I think that you can be healthy and have a higher BMI. And there are a Mm -hmm. lot of studies that say that people with a higher BMI are healthier than people with a low BMI. Mm -hmm. Um, So anyway, I'm not going to go on to that. I'm going to go back Mm -hmm. to word of the year. I don't do resolutions. I do word of the year. Um, And my word of the year two years ago in 2018 was rooted. Mm -hmm. Um, It came from tree pose is my favorite pose in yoga. I feel like I'm feeling very grounded and rooted and steady. And I during that year it showed up I needed to be rooted. We had various health issues with my last born. I've talked about that before, how he had Mm -hmm. lots of breathing problems and ear infections and et cetera, et cetera. We had some, oh, Uh, some money issues some financial issues and it was really important for me to be rooted in my faith Mm -hmm. rooted in my purpose Um, and that really was great this last year my word of the year was soar and (laughs) soar s-o-a-r not (laughs) s-o-r-e although that's a whole other story me trying to get into um, weight training but (laughs) and and how that how that worked for me Yeah, so I won't go into that. But S-O-A-R, the reason I wanted to soar is because I do so much on my own strength. Mm -hmm. I love the image of soaring and not needing to flap your wings aimlessly, Mm -hmm. but relying on my higher power, Mm -hmm. relying on my faith, relying on God to hold me up and Mm -hmm. not just flap my wings. But it's just another way of trusting and knowing that he's going to keep me afloat and I'm not going to. And that's really shown up this year too. There have been some really cool things like this podcast happened this year. Mm -hmm. It's just my, um, I graduated from nutrition school. That was a really big deal. You know, like there are a lot of cool things that came from that word of the year, but this next year I keep, I'm still talking. I'm going to let you talk in a second (laughs) and shut my mouth. But, uh, this next year, I think my word of the year is going to be rest. That's Mm -hmm. been coming into my mind a lot. I don't take time to rest. Mm -hmm. 
Um, the week of Thanksgiving, I took a whole week to rest and really try to minimize my s screen time, which we will discuss in a minute, I mm -hmm. think. We need to talk about that. Uh, and I minimized just distractions, that things that keep me from being present with my family. I did things that I enjoyed, like reading fiction, which I put off for a long time just because I'm so busy reading all the health books and mm -hmm. things. And so I think this year I want to make rest more of a uh, priority in my life. I mean, it is one of the Ten Commandments, you yeah. know? Like, it's it's a big deal. I think that we were designed to rest. Mm -hmm. We were created to rest. Mm -hmm. And I think if you're looking at it from, this is not just a, you know, Christian mm -hmm. podcast. Um, I will say that. And so if you, you know, are not a person of, of faith, a Bible-believing person, like, I'm just saying not to offend anybody, but my belief is that we were designed and created to rest. And there's nothing in the Bible about exercising every day. There's nothing in the Bible about, you know, um, let's see, eating <laughs> eating a lot of healthy fats. I mean, there, there's some food <laughs> rules, but that's a whole different issue. You know, like there's nothing in the Bible about sugar. Mm -hmm. And we make all these other things a priority in our exactly. health when I think rest needs to be a priority. So that's my rabbit trail on that. Mm -hmm. um, if that does that make sense? Totally, totally. <laughs> I think that was my purpose in the Enjoy Life yeah, theme for yeah. 2019. And little did I know that it would turn out to be one of the most difficult years of yeah. my life. And a word that would pop up for me a lot to just stop and enjoy mm. my life no matter how hard it is no matter how um traumatic moments may be mm -hmm. like to stop and to enjoy the people around me the food that i'm eating instead of beating myself up enjoy what i'm partaking yeah. and enjoy what what's around me and so i think that's a fantastic word of the year for next year and I might steal it so. yeah let's, let's do it let's rest together <laughs> just have a whole resting club anyone want to join our resting club uh, I think it's good but I, I think again our bodies we stay in just going back to the stress because this is so important I think I'm going to devote an entire episode later to stress and what it does to our bodies and how we can manage it because the more I study nutrition, the more I study health in general, mm -hmm. the more I firmly believe that stress is at the root. Stress is what is killing all of us mm -hmm. in our country. And we live these fast-paced lifestyles, and it's causing chronic inflammation. It's destroying our gut bacteria, mm -hmm. our good bacteria. It, it messes with our gut health, which then affects our brain health, and it causes inflammation in our bodies. And when we have chronic low grade like I'm not talking about inflammation you get an injury and you know you have inflammation to heal the injury I'm talking about chronic low grade inflammation in your body mm -hmm. is is at the root of heart issues um, let's see I'm uh, autoimmune conditions like there's so many things connected mm -hmm. to inflammation and at the root of that is stress so I, that's gonna be a real focus of mine just in the show and in my own life I think this coming year and and what I share on social media because we don't talk about it enough because nobody knows how to. Nobody knows how to deal. Nobody's taught. We're taught, you know, eat your fruits and vegetables. We're taught, like, exercise. Mm -hmm. We're not taught, oh, here's how you manage your stress. Yeah. What? We're not taught that. So let's talk a little bit, speaking of stress, I think one of the biggest um, triggers for our stress today is social media. And I don't want to make social media an out for everything. I will say that. I want to put a caveat there because I think if you look at articles about, you know, 
child child suicide rates climbing they they keep saying oh it's social media and it's video games and those are the triggers and okay sure i think that that causes some you know comparison issues or whatever I, but i think it goes deeper than that i don't think it's just social media i think that there are other things again i think the fight or flight response i think the dopamine um response in the body has to do with how we experience social media and our screen time and everything but i do want to talk about it because i know Catherine, you have experience with this social mm -hmm. media stresses you out yeah it does and more so than maybe other people and i'm not saying that in a i, I think you're also more aware and mindful of it and that's important and yeah. i think you're mindful of your triggers so maybe mm -hmm. you should talk a little bit about that Sure. Um, starting in August, I took a, I call it, can't call it a sabbatical, I took a break from social media that for my goal, it was just for a few weeks. Um, I just needed to clear my head. I needed to get the extra voices that were, I felt, telling me that I needed to be better, do better, mm -hmm. live better, yeah. eat better, exercise better. Because that's exhausting. It just, is. it feels like it, and maybe it's because of the people that I follow, um, it was just so many extra voices t telling me that I'm not mm -hmm. enough. Yeah. And so I just needed to turn it all off. Yeah. I deleted the apps from my phone mm -hmm. and I took a break and it was glorious. <laughs> In fact, two, three weeks turned into six weeks, turned into eight mm -hmm. weeks. Which I'll be honest, I was kind of annoyed about it because <laughs> there are things I like to see. Kath Catherine posts some really good stuff and she's got great family pictures and she's always saying insightful things. And so I definitely missed her voice mm -hmm. and the noise, but I get it, keep going. <laughs> yes, it was, um, I just needed to slow down. I needed yeah. to focus on my kids. I tend to, when I feel exhausted, stressed out, I walk into a room with four kids and there's just a lot of chaos. I kind of want to zone out. And when I pull out my phone, everyone just kind of leaves me alone and, and maybe mommy's working because I, I used to run a business through my phone. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of get left alone and, and it just became a, a way out, a, a form of escape, yep. which I think yeah. a lot of people do. Um, but it also is an addiction. Total there's addiction, this, yep. Has anyone looked at my post? Has anyone mm -hmm. made a comment? what is going on in the world mm -hmm. um like every few it minutes it is a dopamine response like there is it's a neurotransmitter thing too i got yeah. an alert on my phone saying that i had my screen time was up and i had spent like six hours a day mm -hmm. on my phone mm -hmm. and i just was it was just this moment of like stop yeah and yeah. and i tell you what the the biggest thing i realized was that those voices the feeling that i'm not enough that i need to do more stop they were silenced mm, that's crazy and that's why i didn't want to go back like i had yeah. no desire to yeah. get back on social media it wasn't until i got a job in a ministry that the primary platform is social media <laughs> yeah. that i got back on social media but i was gone for about three months mm. and you know it's just different i don't really use social media mm -hmm. as a way to um share with the world mm -hmm. what's going on in my life every mm -hmm. single thing that pops into my head or right. every little you know special moment I have with uh -huh. my kids it's more of an update thing yeah. which I think was the initial intention of it all was right hey it, you know it's been a few weeks here's what here's a cute picture of my kids you know mm -hmm. um it's just become something more for so many people and and all the while neglecting what's kind of right in front of their faces and mm -hmm. so anyways I just feel like the wool has been taken off my eyes yeah. and um, I can see it for what it truly is and instead of what it had become for me, which yeah. is really an idol. 
No, that's that's so interesting. You mentioned it being an idol, and and I think that that's a couple episodes previous to this. We we talk about idolatry and meaning just finding your satisfaction in something else, and mm-hmm. instead of being content in the present and being mm-hmm. content with what you have, I can't be content with what I have when I'm constantly being bombarded with what I don't have, what I need, what Mm I, again, like what I have to look at or look, or what I have to look like. Mm -hmm. I think for me, you know, social media is, it is a business thing. It's how I'm promoting this, this podcast that I love and I feel so passionate about. It's how I promote my own business um, that I feel so passionate about. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, as I'm doing that, I can find myself getting caught up in the scrolling and Mm -hmm. the scrolling demon is so strong (laughs) like it's like something overtakes me and Mm -hmm. I find myself just like mindlessly scrolling Mm -hmm. and not even and you know sorry everyone like sometimes I don't even like your post or comment I just scroll there's something weirdly like hypnotizing about it Mm -hmm. and I've caught myself doing that before and I'm like oh my gosh what am I even doing and there are even times when I'm mindlessly scrolling for too much during the day and I'm not an anxious person I'm not a high anxiety person I have plenty of other mental issues and anxiety is not one of them but it causes this weird like chest pressure in me Mm -hmm. that according to my husband (laughs) is anxiety I um, was having I guess some tightness of chest and breathing oh maybe like six months ago or so and I asked him I'm like what is going on I just feel like I can't take a good breath he's like uh that's called anxiety and I'm like oh that's what it is I've never experienced that before (laughs) weird I mean I've been manic plenty of times I've been depressed plenty of times but anxiety that's a new thing and so when I start feeling that tightness in my chest because of everything that I'm looking at that is when I know, okay, it is time to shut it down, For turn sure. it off. Mm-hmm. Um, I've really been trying to uh, give myself an earlier bedtime mm-hmm. just before 1030. And I think that, that there are some good, I can't go into it now because I don't have the research in front of me. I don't want to quote anything and be like totally like, well, that's not correct. But I, but I have read varying things that 1030, especially for women, um, is a good time to shut our brains off because otherwise we get that second wind mm-hmm. and that can really mess with our cortisol and that can be harmful for our hormones and mm-hmm. for mental health, for anything. 1030 is a, a good shutdown time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's something I've been learning to do. And so that means shutting down my social media way before that, yes. because if I am on, and I've noticed that if I'm on right before I go to bed, turn everything off and go to sleep. Number one, that's not good because the blue light blocks melatonin. We mm-hmm. all know that, mm-hmm. or we should know that. Um, so that's not good for my sleeping health, but it's just mm-hmm. not good for my brain. My brain will still be buzzing by mm-hmm. everything that I just saw. And either I'll be really annoyed or I'll be really judgy. Oh, I'm so judgy. I sound like a really <laughs> nice person, y'all, but in my head, I am such a judger. And mm-hmm. that's something else I've had to learn this year is to give people that I don't agree with grace Grace. Mm -hmm. and by people I don't agree with let's talk for a second about the fitness people who are constantly posting their before and afters and their before pictures look so much better than what I look like right now that frustrates me to no end and Mm -hmm. that is something that I had to really do some heart checking on this Mm -hmm. year Mm -hmm. I I y'all I started my business posting a before and after of myself and how I decreased inflammation by working on my gut health and I was so thrilled that some of my puffiness had gone down but I don't think that I realized I even wrote a blog post about this I don't know maybe a year or so ago 
how I think before and afters can sometimes be really harmful oh, yeah, because it, sure. it, I look at those before pictures and I think, well, gosh, she looked great. I don't look like that. Well, mm-hmm. should I need to, do I need to look like that? Am I, so if she's a before picture, then I'm like before the before picture. Mm-hmm. So I, I posted something on social media this summer, actually, that even that was probably could have been a trigger for some people, but it was so important for me. I posted a picture of my bathing suit with my boys and I called it my during picture because I don't want to be tied to a before or an after. I want right. to be, this is me yeah. living my life. And yeah, sure, like according to you know the BMI, I could lose some weight. According to, but man, I feel good where I am. Mm-hmm. And my labs look great and my energy is good and mm-hmm. I sleep great at night. And so don't tell me I need to lose. 10 to 20 pounds Mm -hmm. because that's going to cause me stress and I bet it's going to impact some of those other (laughs) things with the stress so yeah so I know you feel similar about before and afters too right yes Uh, I think they're very detrimental they do more harm than good yeah people Um, I think it's it really turns people off, um, especially when your before picture is skinny and then your <laughs> after, after picture, picture is like more skinny, <laughs> real skinny, skinnier. <laughs> um, I feel like what you're doing more than anything is revealing that you've got an eating issue. Yeah. So and and so my what's been hard for me is that you know in being in the health world, mm-hmm. I've got a lot of friends who are really proud of themselves for getting skinnier than they already were, and instead of being turned off by that. Um, I've tried to look at it with a goal of, I want to pray for this person that, you know, that this isn't where they always find themselves. Mm -hmm. That one day they wake up and they say, you know what? The size of my body isn't as important as how well I love the people around me. Yeah. And, you know, that's, I've been on this journey. I've been Mm -hmm. on this journey. I have posted before and after pictures. Mm -hmm. I have been really proud of losing weight. Mm -hmm. And, I'm not saying that that's a wrong thing to be proud of Mm -hmm. losing weight. I just don't think that we need to show the world that that's what's what's been most important in our lives. Um, I just think there's so many other huge issues out there that we can put our focus and our our energy and, I mean, just loving the people well around us. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think, too, like... If you want to lose weight, um, if you feel like that's something you need to do to improve your health, and it truly is, that's that's great. And I there's nothing, again, I am 100% into health and wellness. And for mm-hmm. some people, you know, if it causes you to move a little bit better, mm-hmm. if it causes you to enjoy your life a little bit more by mm-hmm. getting rid of some added weight that's holding you down, that's fine. But I think the majority of people that I see that are promoting weight loss or or posting before and afters, um, the goal is just maybe, I don't don't wanna say this, I I really don't want to be extremely offensive, but I I think that sometimes it's the wrong mentality behind Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's promoting something that, I don't know, I I think that dealing with, even when it comes to food, right? Mm -hmm. Like. I like the idea of adding in Mm -hmm. beneficial foods and Mm -hmm. not worrying about the restriction aspect because we know that restriction aspect really stresses us out. Um, And so I like I I feel like I'm treading on, (laughs) like I'm trying to be very delicate in how I say this, but 
I think that we have to look at what the end goal is always always. like and what's the end goal what am I trying to accomplish here and I'm saying this because I've struggled with the idea of losing weight for a long time but what we need to also remember is some for some people it is just genetically easier for them to lose weight Mm -hmm. some people can exercise and eat a little bit less and they're going to drop weight and that is they have a genetic predisposition for that some people they're not and i you know i have partnered with a company that does these genetic tests and you can find out and it is kind of helpful and some people are going to be a little bit more prone to inflammation which is going to show up in weight Mm -hmm. in weight gain and some people are going to store their toxins we are so consumed by toxins whether it's glyphosate that's you know in the food or whether it's uh, environmental toxins and and at-home cleaning products Mm -hmm. and you know um, everything right Mm -hmm. like we just have more toxins in our environment than ever before and where are we going to store we have to store them somewhere right Mm -hmm. so a lot of times people store them in their fat cells Mm -hmm. and so that's an aspect too then you also have the aspect of gut health Mm -hmm. some people are going to have more of an overgrowth of bad bacteria in the gut, that's gonna show up in weight gain as well. And so we cannot just say that I'm going to eat 1200 calories a day Mm -hmm. and I'm gonna exercise for 45 minutes because you know what, I've done that before and it doesn't work for me. Mm -hmm. I don't don't lose weight doing that. I um, look at it more from a, looking at the treating the root perspective Mm -hmm. and that can have to do with the genetic components the other thing we have to remember and this is something to celebrate guys is that we are here living alive (laughs) we are here because our ancestors stored fat during famine (laughs) okay we would not be here um, if our ancestors were not able to store fat and so when you are looking at a culture that we eat all the time in massive amounts and we are eating food that is deficient in nutrients Mm -hmm. it's designed to be addictive Mm -hmm. we have specific ingredients in our food that makes us addicted to it so it's really hard to just trust your body to tell you what to eat when your food is telling you hey eat me Mm -hmm. you know so we have all of those things working against us and so what are our bodies genetically designed to do when we are go- when we're consuming food is store that nonsense mm-hmm. because there might be a famine coming and for many of us who have been on this dieting cycle diets are famines mm-hmm. and that's something to remember is your body doesn't understand the difference between a famine or a diet so you might lose 20 pounds this year but your body is going to make make note of that and your body's going to go okay cool I'm going to store that weight. I'm going to I'm going to change the way I metabolize food mm-hmm. so that next time there's, you know, there's an increase of food, mm-hmm. we're we're going to store it and just prepare for the upcoming famine. And I think that that's what so many of us we get on that yo-yo diet cycle and that's where it's like, gosh, I used to I used to be able to lose weight. I can't lose weight anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, because your your body is is storing they think that you're you're going to be putting your body thinks it's going to be in famine mode again. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's kind of a tangent on that. But there are just so many factors to weight loss. And some people, it's just easier. Mm -hmm. And cutting calories is not is not Mm -hmm. the the most effective way Mm -hmm. for most people it could really backfire and you know there have been studies done on the biggest loser contestants where have you seen that Mm -hmm. where it's like they you know they they cut such an extreme amount of calories to lose an extreme amount of weight well when they gain their weight back and 95 percent of people who lose an extreme amount of weight like that they gain their weight back when they did they no longer could eat 
their previous amount of calories. They had to decrease it mm -hmm. by 500 calories just to maintain their previous weight, which was overweight. Mm -hmm. And so now, again, so this is why we can't, we can't also assume that people who are overweight eat all the time yeah. because that's not that's not the case anyway I'm just saying to look <laughs> at things a little bit differently I went off on a tangent because I think this is a really important thing as mm -hmm. we're talking about dieting and and weight loss pictures and before and afters you have to know what's right for you and your body and I know I know for me that I cannot be stuck to weighing a certain weight anymore I just can't it's gonna stress me out it's gonna limit my joy it's gonna make me think that I need to be somebody I'm not mm -hmm. and um, yeah I don't know just something you can do is to unfollow people if yes, someone's triggering absolutely. you or if there's um, if, if you have a friend who's starting a new journey and they're inviting you to follow along or whatever like you don't have to yeah and that can be, that's very freeing and you can still be friends with someone in real life and you can explain to them like hey yeah. It's just not healthy for me for what I'm going through right now. Mm -hmm. You know, I cheer you on, go for it, whatever. I'm here for when you fall. Um, yeah. But I just, I need to take care of myself as well in this process. Yes, absolutely. And I think, gosh, years ago I stopped reading fitness magazines mm -hmm. and things because that also kind of triggered just dissatisfaction with my own body but Instagram is pretty much fitness magazines these days yes, so we have to be careful who we're following and there are some great people to follow on Instagram you know you can look up the hashtag health at every size and find mm -hmm. some really interesting information there and I don't, I don't agree with everything that's out there because I think that in some cases I think that you can be healthy at every size but not mm -hmm. not everybody is and not everybody is striving for um, mm -hmm. health at the root but I, I think that it's it's really interesting to take a step back and mm -hmm. see this whole obsession with weight and dieting like what's it really about mm -hmm. is it about just like fitting into the mold fitting into a size fitting into society mm -hmm. fitting into what you think you need to be to be liked that was my thing for so yeah. long i remember in high school i really thought that people were going to like me more and not just guys. I mean, I definitely was boy crazy, and I wanted all the boys to like me. Mm -hmm. uh, but I thought that just friends, I thought people were not going to like me as much if I was carrying around extra weight. And I had no reason to think this. I was not raised this way. Uh, my family is, is not like that. But I just decided in my head, and again, those external factors, the oh, yeah. magazines, what you see on TV, like those all play a part. Mm -hmm. And I remember being in counseling, gosh, probably – 13 years ago or so and I remember talking talking to my counselor and saying I just I don't think that I'm ever gonna be able to get married mm -hmm. if I don't lose a lot of weight and if I don't become a smaller size and she said she looked at me she said Aaron she said I think that there are many married women who carry extra weight and they are very well loved mm -hmm. and I thought oh okay mm -hmm. huh I don't know why I mean it was just so I just had such a narrow judgmental and not to other people I love my friends who are overweight I don't judge them I judge myself yeah. and I you know so again I have to learn to give grace to for me it's harder to give grace to the people who are promoting all these fitness yeah. regimens and stuff than it is to give to people who are yeah. just that I don't know I don't know what it is what is it Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. Give give grace to myself. You yeah. know, I want to 
I want to love myself where I am right now. Yeah. And that seems to be the hardest thing for me mm -hmm. to do. Um, because I've always had this idea that I would look like, you know. Yeah. Paint a picture right here. You know, I just, I always thought that I would have a rocking hard muscle body yeah, that yeah. looked great in a swimsuit. I, mm -hmm. I never, I've never had it and I've always wanted yeah. that. And so it's an idol. And mm -hmm. so I need to let it go. And when I see other people promoting that idol, idol that I know I'll never be able to have, it's hard for me to give them grace. But yet, because I, I want them to, hey, I, I've worked so hard to try to let that go. And yet yeah. here you are dangling it right in my face. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just be, be aware. Like, yeah. I want people to be aware that what may be awesome for them isn't awesome for everybody. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And what And we don't know how stressed out that person is, oh, no, <laughs> you know, you. Yeah. we don't, we don't know if they, you know, have disordered eating behaviors, if they are orthorexic, which if people don't know that phrase has been popping up a lot lately, mm -hmm. that's just this new, um, orthorexia is like a fear of food and being obsessed with like, well, I have to eat all non-GMO and, you know, it has to be, and for sure, am I concerned about those things? Yes. And I think that I can go very extreme, but for the most part, we have to, again, take a deep breath mm -hmm. and realize that, that there's grace for ourselves and that we can find a balance. And mm -hmm. can we be anti-dieting and, and, or anti-diet or anti promotion of weight loss and mm -hmm. still be promoting health can we do that yeah absolutely I think so I, I yeah I, th I think so too but I think that that's it's such a fine line and I don't know yeah. if a lot of people see that I, I think yeah. that um, I think that we look at health as equaling weight loss and I think that it's promoted that way you go mm -hmm. to the doctor your doctor doesn't always say you know, and this is not a knock on doctors at all because I not all doctors are like this mm -hmm. for sure. But I've I've heard people you know talking about well my doctor you know I lost ten pounds and my doctor's really proud of me and I'm like, but does your doctor know how you lost ten pounds? Yeah. Like I, I I know there's a um, popular diet going around. I'm not going to name any names, but it is a diet that is extremely limiting on calories that basically puts people into starvation mode mm -hmm. um, it is filled with a lot of processed food that is going to cause problems for the gut a lot of soy which i'm not a big fan of soy usually it's genetically modified mm -hmm. it can cause hormonal imbalances and things like that um, and it's filled with the products are filled with folic acid which mm -hmm. you know when you, you think about most of us can't convert folic acid into folate that's going to be a yeah. problem too and that can also be a, a hindrance for some people in losing weight Mm -hmm. But I, you know, I remember talking to a person who was doing this specific, and they're like, "Well, my doctor's really happy that I'm losing this weight." And I'm like, "But does your doctor know what you're putting into your body?" And so again, it's like we have to be our own health advocates, mm -hmm. and we have to think about what is the goal. Do I want to feel good at the longer I live, yeah. or do I want to lose, you know, ten pounds? so I can look really good in shorts or a bathing suit or whatever this summer. Mm -hmm. That's what I have been convicted about with myself is like, I wanna eat vegetables because I want my brain to be clear. That is yeah. so important for me. And it is no good for my mental health to diet. That's the other thing. Like I know that that's not mm -hmm. good for my mental health. Mm -hmm. It's no good for my mental health to obsess over food. Mm -hmm. 
and you know have this list of good and bad foods I don't like that but I do want to think about what foods are going to fuel me mm-hmm. and what what are going to drain me mm-hmm. and I know that sugar can be draining too much sugar I'm, I'm totally fine with oh my gosh like I made oh I made the best s'mores cake I need to tell you about mm-hmm. it for my son's sixth birthday and it was really good and I enjoyed it but I did feel after that I could definitely it had an effect on my brain it was mm-hmm. like I'm so glad I'm about to go to sleep soon because I feel a crash coming on mm-hmm. and so I can't eat like that all the time mm-hmm. just because I know how I feel feel and I don't have any judgment for myself when I do Mm -hmm. and it's great and sometimes it's worth it Mm -hmm. but I know what's going to fuel me I know what's going to drain me and I think about that even throughout the day when I'm randomly snacking like today before Mm -hmm. we talked about this I was like I've got to get something in my body and it's so much easier to eat something packaged but I know I've got a long day ahead of me Mm -hmm. and I've got I've got to fuel myself with something that's going to Mm-hmm. keep me going I don't know yeah yeah it's gonna give you life not yes drink. yes mm-hmm. and I think that that's a good way to look at it the whole thing in general is to look at this year what is gonna fuel me yeah what are the things that it's so funny actually last night I was in yoga and the guy shout out to Tony my yoga instructor mm-hmm. every time we um, took an inhale he said now I want you to inhale all those things that serve you Mm -hmm. and then you're going to exhale all those things that don't serve you that you don't need in your life Mm -hmm. and so when I think about this new year this new decade that we are in I'm going to be entering my 40s in this decade Mm -hmm. and how do I want to enter that do I want to be holding on to my body image issues do I want to be holding on to my fear of food and diets and all these obsessive thoughts over food no Mm -hmm. But I do want to be fueled by things that make my brain clear, that help me to function and live my life better. Yeah. And I think you can do that in a way that doesn't stress you out. Mm-hmm. And it, but it's going to look different for everybody, right? Yeah, like yeah, what totally. you do is going to be different for me. Yeah. And, and, yeah. That's, and that's okay. I love that. What, 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 does this give me life? Yes, absolutely. And that could be just a general question. That mm-hmm. is, is this going to fuel me or is this going to bring me down? Is this going to give me life or is this going to drain it from me? Yeah. Those are great questions. Yeah. Just for everything that we do. Yeah, yeah, it's for sure. Be. And I think that it's something that we don't often, you know, and I'll, I'll homework everybody. This is your homework. This is, mm-hmm. I'm a former teacher, so I'm giving everybody homework. And everybody's homework is to make a list mm-hmm. <laughs> of things that fuel you and things that drain you and uh, like prioritize those things that fuel you and it could be food it could be relationships it could be you know a type of exercise I you know mentioned before my strength training experience of the summer that drained me it caused me to be really inflamed Mm -hmm. and so I'm sticking to yoga because yoga is body weight training in my opinion Mm -hmm. and I feel really good when I do it and (laughs) so that that fuels me Mm -hmm. Um, other things that I'm trying to do just because I'm told that I'm supposed to do that no No. so I'm going to stick to the workouts that I like Mm -hmm. and I'm going to say no to the ones that I don't like every once in a while maybe I'll pop into a boot camp class but if it throws my back out, it's not worth it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, anything else, Catherine, as we follow up that um, you'd love to share about resolutions or your experience or what you're going to do in 2020? Well, <clears throat> I think for 2020, I'm going to take your advice and rest. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be really good. Rest for um, just life, busyness, saying mm-hmm. yes to too many things. 
Mm-hmm. Um, just going to slow down, say no to more things, say yes to my family, um, and then just be more con- conscientious of the things that bring me life yeah. and turning off or muting the things that mm-hmm. drain me or that just bring me down. Yeah. Um, I'm just really having that be my focus. Same new year, same me, just different focus. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Uh, well, thank you for being my guest and having this talk. I hope I didn't dominate the conversation too much, but I get really excited and I start going and (laughs) (laughs) I love everything you have to say. Well, thank you. And everybody stay tuned because January is going to be an awesome month for sparking wholeness. And we've got some really powerhouse guests coming up and I really hope that we can emphasize the importance of rest. Thanks for tuning in to Sparking Wholeness. For more on all things related to nutrition for mind, body, and soul, check out my website, sparkingwholeness.com. Don't forget to be kind and subscribe to this show wherever you listen to podcasts. And to be really kind, you can leave a nice review. I like those.